The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to PNC Studios at Hallis Hall and the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy, Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight as the Bears regroup after a loss to the Saints. Good evening. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. What'd the tape reveal? Well, there's a lot there. You know, we, that's not how we want to play. Uh, really, all three phases, you know, we, we want to be able to come out here and, and uh, take advantage of playing at home and start better in the first half as far as the first quarter is concerned. Coming out the second half, start of the third quarter, um, you know, going down there for them in six plays and scoring a touchdown, going 19-10, to 10, um, and then having a fumble for on offense the very next play. That That's tough. It's tough to recover from. Um, but we, you know, we, we uh, that's where we're at right now. We, we, we know that we got to get better. Have you ever been a part of a team that has struggled in yards per play through chunks of games like you have this year? Yeah, probably, all the way through your career. Probably not. You know, and that that's the frustrating part, which is completely understandable. It's frustrating for everybody. the The challenging part in all this, Jeff, is is. Um, you know, number one, it's it's at a point where you really just hope you can get get nothing but better, uh, and it should. That's what should happen. Uh, I have ultimate trust in our in our guys, and I just feel like once that game happens, right? It's everything's about confidence, and once you get that game on offense, where you get that that uh, where it finally breaks. It just takes a little bit of confidence for them to, to get going, and, and that's what we're missing right now. We yeah. just haven't had that. You feel the confidence is yeah. in there. It's, yeah. Well, no, the, the confidence, yeah. In certain, maybe in certain, in certain areas, areas of the game, yeah, there's some times, and you know, to start the game, to go three and out, right? You need We need to be better than that, to go three and out, and that's just not, you want to get some first downs, and you want to get the rhythm going, and we didn't do that. Where is the confidence in yourself at the same time? Yeah, my, mine's fine. Again, the, the one thing with me that people will find out is when it comes to, to confidence, I, I, I really don't lack a whole lot of confidence uh, in a good way, meaning that it's not an arrogance, but it's confidence. And, and, I've, and the confidence isn't so much about myself as it is so much about our players. And as long as they feel that and they know that, is there going to be times where we need to get on them a little bit because of the way a play was done execution-wise? Yeah. But um, – we all need to be held accountable. But for me, confidence-wise, I feel like that's one of my strengths is knowing how to be able to help myself and others out. One of the things that struck me about your – and I didn't listen to your post-game press conference. We only talked to you briefly after the game and then listening to your news conference earlier today, this idea that you want to find out who the leaders are that are going to stand up. And from my perspective, I always thought I knew who the leaders were already. Is that not the case? Well, the, every it's how do you lead? It's in different ways. When you, when times of adversity like this, when, when they when they hit, and you just feel like, um, you know, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, it doesn't matter. However, the offense is performing. If you're looking for an offensive leader, who that is, it may surprise you. Sometimes you never know. But when you challenge somebody, and you and the team gets in a in a rut like this on offense, um, who's going to be the guy that shows? I don't know that. We'll see. You know, and and um, same with defense. It's it could be a different person uh, in these times because somebody's been through it. 
before. Uh, so that that's what, what, to me, this coming week is going to be interesting to see how our leaders step up. You talked about Mitch's um, performance and, and focusing on footwork. Can you delve mm-hmm. a little bit more into his game yesterday yeah, with just, that as the, as the hook? Sure. Just a few throws where he was kind of off balance and footwork was – uh, opening up his front left hip and stepping back a little bit, which can cause a throw to be inaccurate, uh, you know. And and so what you want is there's going to be times where that's going to happen. You have to. You can't step up into the pocket because if you do, you break your finger on somebody's helmet. There's other times where you might want to see him slide left instead of scramble right. Uh, so all of that stuff comes, uh, and those are going to happen in games. You just want to limit those. And I felt like yesterday there was probably more of those than there probably should have been. Uh, so we got to correct them. We got to get with them and and find out the why part and and uh, and make sure that uh, we 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 get that thing fixed. Or just taking it from practice to Sunday, which obviously we talk about all the time. And he was very open about it in our post game interview uh, with Mark Rohde that you know that that rep that he had with Taylor Gabriel, he he repped it all week and completed it all week, and that's where the frustration comes in for Mitch. That right, it didn't yeah. happen on that particular. And, rep. He, and he's I tell you what, Jeff, that that throw. That, that he missed on that third and five, the second series of the game, was a throw that I'm telling you what, in practice all week long, I mean, it, he was just on fire with it, you know? So that's where you, you want to be able to see uh, him be able to take that from practice to the field. And I thought his, his foot, I'm going to, you know, going back and yeah. checking out the footwork in practice versus if you match it up, it'd be curious to see how that looked. So when something like that's zinging on, on practice days, may not always put it in, but do you put it in the game plan? I, I feel good about that play. That's going to be that's going to be a bread and butter this day. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and when a you know that that play in general schematically we felt was good versus a lot of different coverages, and so that's what we did. And what happens is this: is when when things happen a little bit more uh, repetitively throughout the game, and then you lose the way we lost, this stuff gets magnified, right? So if we go ahead and we win by twenty, and he missed that throw. Early in the in the game, yeah, it's never it never gets looked at, right. you know. So what we have to do is balance that, that and understand that that that's that's yeah. real. Yeah, and I think it's only, I'm only bringing it up because he brought it up. Yeah, as, sure. You know, as an sure. example of of maybe his own personal frustration yep. with it. Um, but at the same time, not to belabor this point, if that play is made for a guy like Mitch and an offense like this that just is hope, you know, as you use the word hope, could a play just simple as that? spark the fire yes for sure and 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 Mitch knows that and so those are what that's what we that's what we want from him um that's what we're going to continue to challenge him with is to make that throw and and so what it does is get you a first down you know it's third and five you get a first down now you get a little consistency going there's a little rhythm that gets going and uh there's going to be times where he has to ad lib a little bit and use his feet and scramble and make a play there's going to be times where our run game needs to pick it up and help help out everybody else so that we can have more second and twos you know uh but that just wasn't that wasn't the case yesterday now here we are yeah i don't even know where to go (laughs) I, i honestly got i don't know where to go yeah. I'll let you take the baton on that one. Well, seven attempts, number one to start. Seven, you, you can't – it's hard to win with seven attempts. Um, but, I, I, you know, just like you're getting to and, and where you say you can't even get to it, you know, it, for us it's just a matter of yards per attempt and being able to get a couple, you know, a couple runs that, that, uh, that have some yardage to them. And we haven't done that. So I know it sounds – Repetitive over the last several weeks, 
And it's almost like you just need to, we all need to just stop talking about it until it happens. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Here's the kickoff. Cordero Patterson settling in the end zone. About a yard deep. Angles left. Gets to the 10. Opening at the 20. Gets the gas at the 25. Breaks a tackle. He's in the clear. Running right to the 40. Big chase from behind. Steps out of a tackle. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Touchdown Bears. 101 yards. Sunday's game against the L.A. Chargers brought to you by Jewel Osco, the official grocery store of the Chicago Bears. You heard the highlight. Uh, it's always exciting when you hit a home run, and that's what uh, kick returns are, home runs. Uh, and Cordell Patterson, everything. And it's funny, it was, I don't know if you know this, but it was 364 days after he did the same thing against the Bears last year with the Patriots. Uh, how weird is that? Yeah, at it, Soldier Field. Yeah, at Soldier Field. Same direction. Everything same else. Direction? Every, every, no. Oh, was it different? No. I thought no, it, di- oh, okay. Different direction. Okay. Um, but in any case, it was like running a, uh, a mid-zone for him. I mean, he hit that thing, and once he stuck that left foot in the ground and hit it, he 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 ran it back for a uh, for a touchdown, you know. And he, as he was coming off the sideline, that's what he said. Hey, that's why y'all brought me here. But we needed that spark um, at that point in the game, and it got us right back in it. And you could feel the energy the crowd got oh, going. It was really perfect. Was, you know, that's that's exactly what they wanted right then and there. I mean, that was that was time. But you know, everything about his abilities and skill sets, because of his size, really captured in that moment. Right? It was, yeah. Well, he's a he's a big guy that can run fast. And when you have, and then he's ultra talented in regards to ball skills, and he's a, and he's a great teammate. So all that encompasses to you throw that all that together, and you you come up with a pretty good player. You know, he's an interesting guy. I want to get to know him more, but he he he's not one that likes talking too much uh, about anything really about ga- the game or or anything like that. Um, are, are some of those guys just that's the way they are, right? Yeah, there's a there's several guys that are introverted, and he's really not. Like, I know. Might that's just, what I'm saying. Maybe, yeah, it just for him, he's. They're all a little bit different depending on what environment they're in, but he's a he's a happy-go-lucky person. That's a great teammate. You know, really good in the classroom. Um, just very very selfless, which I think can sometimes go underappreciated in today's in what, game. What aspects? Uh, just just he doesn't as far as touching the football. You know, in in, in the game. I mean, uh, whatever happens happens. He, t- he he talks about having patience and what better time than now for all of us to understand that there's some patience involved. Um, with these, with the frustrations that go around in our inner circle, uh, and just meaning like, hey, we stick together, and you have leaders like that. He's been in the league now seven or eight years, right? I think somewhere yeah. around there, and uh, you know, he's been on. He just won the Super Bowl last year, so he knows what it takes, and he knows what teams go through, so he can become one of those leaders. How'd you look at the defense on tape? Well, I thought that uh, for the first half, you know, there was there was a couple plays here or there where they they had some nice nice gains on us, few passes, but. Generally, you know, what I thought after the game last night was that they would have been a little bit more protected with some better play on offense the first half. The, you know, the, the drive that I think our defense will want back is the start of the third quarter, six plays going on down there with some chunk. I think there's a 47 yard play, a, a, 17. a 17 yard gain, a seven yard gain, a three yard gain, and, and then a touchdown. And just like that, it was 19 to 10, and then we fumbled the next play. And so, you know, if our defense look, looks back there, you know, overall as a as a unit, you'd like to see better there. But for the most, you know, first half, I liked what they did. Yeah. At the same time, and I'm not trying to ease their burden, but with six series that had 16 plays for 20 yards, and they're on the field repeat- repetitively after 30 seconds or a minute, 
I mean, how do how do you factor that into the equation? No, that's in the evaluation. Now, again, not to take it. I mean, that happens sometimes. Yeah, no, that's a part of it. That's that's real, and you know, for our guys to be able to offensively go out there and get a lead uh, and go up seven to nothing or ten to nothing or fourteen to nothing instead of going down, it's a different style of game. So starting fast, when we take a lead in a game, we normally do pretty well. And we did not do that yesterday. So it's a little bit more of a challenge for a defense because teams can be more balanced. And when you get a lead, it's 14 to nothing. Now teams got to become a little bit more one-dimensional. You have repetitively said it's still a couple of weeks away maybe for identities to form. Defensively, they knew what their identity was when the season began. It's how they felt about their themselves last year as well. And Prince of Mukamara said after the game he's worried that they're losing their identity. When you hear that out of the locker room, is that something you address, you fix, you talk to Chuck Pagano, or is that just, again, post-game natural frustration with the moment? Yeah, it's it's more of the moment for those guys. Those guys will say some things. You know, the, the, it's hard to – they all love the game so much. They care about what we're doing and where we're going that, that frustrations can, can boil over. And that's we, – we try to do our best as leaders to, to make them understand that – that that's okay to feel that way, but none of that's ever personal. That these guys just care, and um, you know, we, you know, we we lost a big piece in Akeem Hicks now in in the middle there, so uh, that's that's very understandable. But at the same time, we we lost him for the Vikings game, so we're able to have other guys step up, and um, it'll it'll be a challenge. But that's that's why all, that's why we're all in this league right now is because we've all worked hard to get to this point, and now there's a big challenge ahead of us. And let's rally together. Let's not be that team that pulls apart. Let's stick together, and let's. Let's look back on this and say, hey, man, you remember that chapter in 2019 season where we went through that rut and everyone just tried to pull us apart and it never happened? That, that's what this is all about. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Montgomery to the right of Mitch Trubisky, whims out to the left side, number slot left, Robinson. Tight end to the right side of the line as well. Snap back. Here's Trubisky looking, scanning. Tight pocket. Back of the end zone. Touchdown, Allen Robinson. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. That was Allen Robinson's touchdown catch. The reason I bring it up, and I know you mentioned earlier today that garbage time at the end of a game, you don't care about the numbers and all that, but I do love the route, the route route that he ran uh, in his release on on that uh, rookie from Florida, Gardner Johnson. I think they had something going between them too throughout the course of the game. Uh, how about that route? Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a. He's been running those type of routes all year long, and he gets open. And a lot of times when he's covered, he's uncovered. So uh, our guys know that, and he's a hell of a player. He plays hard. Um, he's a leader. He, every, everything matters to him on every single snap, and you saw that right there on that touchdown. Uh, would you call his day yesterday a rugged performance, given the circumstances? Yeah, it, it was, and um, you know he had a couple other opportunities as well. He had that catch down the sideline that was just called out of bounds. Uh, but that's that's who that's who Allen Robinson is. He's a fighter. Uh, he's going to do everything he needs to do to to help this team. And so we're we're lucky to have him. We want to keep this thing going. Picking up out of the break, uh, we were, I was going to lead you into Bilal Nichols. So when you get a young man that uh, you know, it's easy to make excuses for your injuries and whatnot. But he he doesn't seem like that type of guy. He was really excited about playing yesterday. I thought you know from watching it again, there were some good things. Yeah, he 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 played well and. Um, you know, you come in there with a cast on, you've been out a few weeks, but he's, he's learning a lot, uh, from Akeem Hicks and he's been a great mentor to him. And Bilal's another kid that just really, really cares about this game and he wants to be great at it. So, 
every every time he's on the field, every snap that he takes, he's going to give it his all. And then let's talk special teams. There was a lot of good and and some things that need to be fixed a little bit because much like uh, teams look at offenses that are struggling or defenses, they'll they'll try the same thing the next week. So yeah, it's a that's a huge part of the the game that third that third phase there in special teams and. Uh, you know the 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 first uh, block punt they they got us on a little uh, game you know where they did a little pick stunt and uh, uh, so that was the first one and then the the second one that was tipped was really just a one on one that someone yeah. got beat uh, and then we turn around and our but coverage wise okay you know there were a couple they had the one touchdown call back there at the end but then we had the touchdown you know which I thought was great that was a huge part of the game and. Um, so we're going to continue to see more and more uh, kickoff returns yep. with 84 back there with Cordero, and we want to be able to flip the field and get closer to midfield if it's not a touchdown. Oh, that, which leads me to this, because I, I did bring it up in the broadcast. Uh, be, after he hit the home run, there were several times later in the game, he, he could have returned it. Um, did you guys just want the field position guaranteed to try and get something going, or is that a? Feel I think it's thing more. Or? Yeah, it's more of a feel thing okay. of where we're at, and, and and Coach Taves and those guys do a good job. At, they they have their reasons behind that, and and uh, that's what we stick yeah, to. Yeah, once you do it, you want to see yeah. it every time, right? Yep. Uh, Rashad Coward made his first NFL start. Uh, I really amplified it at the beginning of the day because you're talking about a kid from Brooklyn who was, you know, not always easy growing up. Over there, playing football in Brooklyn is is not an easy task either. And then coming into the league as defensive player, moved to right tackle where he got most of his prep, then inserted in the right guard position against the Vikings, if people don't know the whole journey and his story, and then gets his first NFL start. Uh, that, that's some kind of journey in a short period of time trying to learn a new position. How did he fare, and, and what did you think of that part of it? Yeah, it's a great story for him, and he, he did a great job, You know, all things considered. There's a couple times where... Um, you know, technique wise, he could have been a little bit better, but that's, you, you have to understand that that's a part of this deal with him. Uh, he's come a long way coming from the defensive line now to offense, and here you are starting in the NFL. So it's a credit to him. It's a credit to Coach Harry Heastan for getting him ready for these type of situations. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to him just improving each and every week. All right, let's talk Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, really tough loss for them yesterday against Tennessee uh, on a fumble near the goal line. Uh, they're, they're scuffling a little bit too at two and five. What do you know about the Chargers at this point? Well, I do know this from going against them for five years in the AFC West. Uh, it all starts with that quarterback and, and Philip Rivers. Any game you play, you're going to have a chance to to win with him at quarterback. I've I've been a part of games where he's come back and beat us when we had a big lead, and there's been games where where we've come from behind and won games. But he's never he's always going to go until that whistle blows. A lot of talent there uh, on the offensive side of the ball with big wide receivers, and of course with with uh, the two running backs with Gordon. Uh, as well there and then defensively you know Melvin Ingram was out um, last week but going against Ingram and Bosa on those edges I think are are some of the top two tandem um, defensive ends in this game they're fast at the linebacker position and the back end they got hurt with their two safeties in in early on in the preseason so but other guys have filled in well and Casey Hayward as their corner so they're they're uh, you're right they they had bigger expectations but it is early in the season for them at and uh, you know they're going to come in here trying to do everything they can to win the game. All right. Lastly, I think you even alluded to it. Everybody feels it. Three and three this year versus last does feel different, right? Yeah, it does. There's and every year is different. That's that's the crazy part. So, uh, you know, that's why I think it's very very important to balance where you're at and to be able to step out of the trees and say, okay, we're three and three. 
Let's regroup. Let's get back on track. What better way than at home? Just like last year when we played the Jets at home. Let's see what we can do this year. All right. Good luck this week. Thanks, Jess. See you. Coming up next, Mark Helfrich, the Bears offensive coordinator, joins the program. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy. And this hour featuring offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich. Brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. A trio right, two to the left, empty spread for Mitch Trubisky. They rush three, dropping. Mitch to throw. Caught by Robinson at the 40-45 to midfield. First down, Bears. Back on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants from PNC Studios here at Hallisaw. Pleased to be joined by offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich. How are you doing this evening? Doing all right. Alan Robinson, uh, a heavily targeted guy. I think he had nine targets in the first 20 plays of the game, so... Clearly, clearly, whoever the quarterback is, there is a comfort zone right now with Allen Robinson. And so the way he's running his routes and the way he's getting open in the, the di- most difficult of circumstances yesterday when you think about everything else going on, um, that's something to build on right here. Sure, and he's a guy that, yeah, we have to continue to be creative. Uh, they started double-teaming him in, in different ways yesterday. And, and uh, you know, he's a competitive, fiery dude that, that makes – unbelievable plays and and he's a guy that that obviously we've we've leaned on uh and and how they played uh early on it, it affected that a little bit as well in addition to us wanting to get him get him started so in theory it should open up opportunities if teams are going to start doubling him or do whatever they do with their different coverages it should open things up for somebody else to get open right it it will and it did and and yes in the future it, it should we had a chance probably to get a couple more guys the ball yesterday uh, a couple times uh, Mitch came off to uh, Taylor Gabriel at least one time when uh, one of those instances where he was doubled uh, and yeah they're gonna they're gonna try to pick out our best guy and, and eliminate him and uh, we're gonna make a pay somewhere else. Matt talked at length before you get sat down here about the footwork of Mitch. And that was one thing he was focusing on. He'd like to go back to see the practice last week, how the footwork married up with Sunday. And I think Mitch admitted after the game, you know, even on that, that crosser to Gabriel, the little corner route, you know, he repped it so much in practice with great success that that should have been one in the holster, so to speak, right? But how does footwork deviate over the course of practice to game day sometimes well it's it's going to you know right with the the pass rush and how things uh, happen in front of you and what you have to to sometimes you have to maneuver to see things that where well, that changes and you work on that too you work on drills to 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 simulate that um and and that i think across the board every single one of our you know hiccups mistakes the the, the fumbles all, all those stuff that it wasn't like some guy came in and ripped it out and made some unblocked tremendous play it was we had a guy blocking that person and poor ball security and those are just you know we talk all the time about make layups just make layups make layups make the easy play make the make the routine play go back to the fundamentals of it all of the of the play and if we're asking somebody to to do something they can't that's one thing but our our guys can 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 execute what what we ask them to do and, and certainly in the, the instances that that you're alluding to you know footwork has to be check that's all we're not talking about that much you know you're talking about hey you have to maybe slide in the pocket or work this around a, a pass rush or or again whatever those 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 uh uh, those things do occur that will take you off rhythm. What are the reinforceables that carry through every single practice when you're teaching and coaching uh, in all of you with the quarterback position? Uh, because the footwork is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Muscle memory too, right? 
Uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I mean, just by the, the day one fundamentals of everything. Okay. You know, just the day one fundamentals of every position. Take it, it sounds simple, but hey, take the first step at the right angle. Take the, the the second step, you know, with pad leverage at the right end, you know, hand placement, uh, you know, all the things that go into it. Uh, when Cameron Jordan is crossing your face in, in full speed, mm-hmm. th- that's where you have to, you know, kind of kind of even fall back more on those base base fundamentals and then and then react at the at the second level or third, you know, third of, of some uh, aspects, maybe in a blocking scheme or as a as a passer, you're. You're always doing all that, and you're not looking at it. You know, you have to keep your eyes downfield. That's a tough one, though. Sure, Obviously, sure. But yeah, you, it's a, it's that's, a, that's the that's the the nature of the job. Absolutely, absolutely. No but, you question. Know, yeah, yep. he's something else. So, in your opinion, were there a lot of blown layups yesterday? No question. I mean, okay. it's and it, again, we I sat there and you know I, I've always called you know again layup plays or unforced errors. You know, in in your tennis analogy of of. Are we again? Are you asking somebody to do something they can't do? That's that's different. The Bears Coaches Show with offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Back with you on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, with our producer Dan Barilli and our producer. How about him? Should I give him some plug here? This one give him some double plug? Kevin Foy, double producers. He's, yeah, yeah, Kevin Foy. He's doing he's doing uh, he's doing yeoman's work here on the Bears Coaches Show. From PNC Studios here at Hallis Hall. Um, back to you know, you talk about the the layup plays and all also for that. And the, when the layup plays don't happen, do you see a crumbling confidence begin on a team sometimes? And because you look at the math yesterday for three quarters, and it was it was almost unbelievable to think that eighty five yards during mm-hmm. that time. Can you see it on the faces? Do you? And how do you operate then? Uh, sure. Yeah. And yes, absolutely. That, that reveals itself. These guys, these guys know kind of what's supposed to happen, you know, on, on plays. But, but I think the, the, probably the most important thing is you have to recognize it. You have to identify it. You have to communicate it because there are, there are some guys that maybe don't, you know, or they think, Hey, well, I'm fine, but this other guy screwed it up or, or worse yet, every, everybody starts, for instance, you know, you brought up Mitch several times. Everybody starts playing quarterback. You know, everybody tries to, to, to whatever, second guess or overcompensate, uh, and, and that's, not, that's not good either. We need everybody coaches first and foremost, uh, you know, to, to, to reinforce what, what was right and, and take ownership on what wasn't, and then, you know, just look each other in the eye and, and go, you know. I, w- I was asked last night at our, our uh, Bears show on Fox, Bears Game Night Live, to come up with a one-word description of the of the day and and a couple of other people said whatever they said and i said i simply said execution so is that it <laughs> it's fr- frustration yeah 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 i mean that there's that, frustration uh, hey, in the lack of execution but if these things right and when i say executed, that you know it's not we're not going hey we're pointing the finger no, no. at the players it's okay, execution is coached you know that's on that's on all of us first and then then again these plays that a lot of these things we're talking about these are they're not. They're not. Again, we're not asking them to do be Superman, uh, but just execute within the offense. Go back to the basics of the offense and and uh, move the football. You know the turnovers were inexcusable. The the you know couple couple sacks just don't don't have to happen. A couple of those were on the protection. A couple of those were on the quarterback. You know, or pressures, not necessarily sacks. And so again, there's plenty. There's plenty to pass around, and we just need each guy to to, to look at himself and stay in his lane. When you guys uh, visit with Mitch and, and the offense over the course of the week, um, 
do you, have you noticed anything different about him this year versus last in terms of the meeting times, the practice, the way things are done this year versus last? No, no, I don't okay. think that, no, there's nothing, you know, again, if these were just, I think that the, the, all these gray area and, you know, conspiracy theories of all these different things, uh, we need to play better. And there's, there's plenty, again, coaches first, uh, and then each indiv- you know each individual position group we can pick out, hey, look at this play, look at this play, look at that play. Um, and it's frustrating as, as heck, and it's still you know a two-score two game there for uh, yeah, that's quite a the, while. Yeah, that's the thing about it. It, it was a two-score game there for a while. And given that every game under Matt has been close mm-hmm. in, in his mm-hmm. entire coaching career, you would think that that was going to happen this, this time as well. Um, how how would you describe the difficulty with the run game right now? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, and have again, you it's, ever it's, experienced anything like this? No, um, and I think it's it's some of these are just circumstantial of yeah. the game. You know, uh, we get the the kickoff return uh, for a touchdown. You know, after not a not good start, and then kind of again how they were playing us, it, it kind of lended itself to to throwing the ball more and. You know, we went that that direction, and then in the second, you know, in the second half in the fourth quarter, obviously we were in a different situation to have to to throw the throw the ball to to get back in it. Uh, but uh, again, there, there's a lot of stuff, you know, ins and outs of those things that that probably go back to that frustration category, and and uh, uh, we've worked on it. We will continue to work on it, and we will continue to, to find solutions. You know, that's that's the that's the hard part. It's easy to point and make negative you know but the solutions are the the most meaningful i know matt kind of dismissed the what he you know the garbage time stuff but are there things to build on to just even though what happened then like adam shaheen and and being used in a way and that he is clearly capable of given his size and whatnot is that Am I reaching at straws for the confidence thing for the yeah. offense, or, or I mean, is there something there? There's something there. Take There's something there. You know, it's good that, that guys are competing. You know, you get those situations, and and uh, yeah, like you said, the guys that went in there. You know, Juice came in and did a, a good job on a few things, and uh, and Juice is Javon Wims. Javon Wims, sorry. Um, and and yeah, there's something to be taken from that, but we want that to be the the game winning drive, not the hey, we made it sort of close drive. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Back in our final moments with Bears Offensive Coordinator Mark Helfertown, the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. We're bringing it to you from PNC Studios here at Hallis Hall. Uh, I touched on it with Coach about um, the the debut as an NFL starter for Rashad Coward at guard and and quite the journey. When you watch tape, (laughs) what did you see from the young man? Promise, you know, I thought he did some some really good things. He made again some very correctable uh, errors, but he was one of the first guys, you know, in here today, uh, trying to trying to get better and you know inquire about this and that. Uh, some, you know, played a little high at times, uh, which is unlike him. Uh, but no, very very excited about his his future. He's a guy that you, you that's. That the stuff happens fast in there, you know, when guys cross face or gets picked on stunts. There, there are a couple of little, you know, twist games that 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 got him and James uh, a couple times. But uh, excited about his future for sure. He's got the mindset to be one of those yep. 
I don't. I can't swear, but you know where I'm going. He's, <laughs> he's a bad man in there when he plays football on Sundays. He is, and we actually saw some signs of that. Uh, James Daniels had a couple, you know, shots that he took on guys being physical in the, in the right way at the right time, and and you know we're still still waiting for those guys to to, to unleash that and to cut loose. But uh, he certainly provides that element. And then uh, w- with the receivers, so Anthony Miller earlier last week he said you know he felt the time's coming that he's gonna. He's going to be counted on to make some big plays. So does he just need some? He also indicated that he needs he would like to be fed early to get him in that kind of rhythm, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he, he says every coach he's had has understood that. Has he made that clear to you guys that that would be optimum? I know you can't dictate that, but, I mean, is that something you take under consideration for guys? You dictate that by your play, right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and I think every, every receiver in history, that's what they want, right? <laughs> they, they want they want they want the ball a lot early and often, but uh, you know, and Anthony's another guy that, that did some some really good things, and then had a couple things that just route wise we have to to clean up, and and again that 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 hey that looks like that has to be the quarterback's fault, and then right. you know there's some more to it. Uh, probably could have had him on a, a shallow that would have probably had a huge you know huge play potential uh, on a third down. Uh, or fourth down, uh, and so again, it's that mixed bag that, that we got to get out of. All right, quick sneak peek here. We got twenty seconds for you on the L.A. Chargers. I almost said San Diego. Yeah, uh, I mean, just Gus Bradley defense, very excellent. Uh, you know, you know, kind of where they're going to be. They're doing a little bit more this year uh, than they have in the past from a scheme a scheme standpoint. But unbelievably talented up front. Obviously, both edge guys are elite elite and a bunch of guys flying around on the back end appreciate it mark have a good week of preparation as we wrap up with offensive coordinator uh, mark helfrich gibson's restaurant group wants to thank you for joining us in tonight's bears coaches show and here's your gift card to enjoy a meal at any of their chicagoland locations thanks appreciate again. that much and that'll do it for tonight's coaches show for matt nagy mark helfrich dan barilli and kevin foy along with andy gersher and keith johnson i'm jeff joniak 9 a.m our pregame sunday at soldier field Noon, the kickoff against the L.A. Chargers. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Good night, everybody.